Hello, everybody, and here we are again. We're going to be reviewing Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 6, One World, One People. This is the epic season finale of uh, this show. Tony, what'd you think? I actually liked this show a lot. Me I, I, too. Yes, it was um, It was very nice. Uh, it was a great way to conclude uh this series, I don't even know. Is it coming back for? I think it's just a one shot deal, right? I don't know. Wayne, Wayne might Wayne might have to check this out. But did it get picked up for a season two? Not officially yet. All right, but yeah, Tony, I'm with you. This was by far my favorite episode of the whole series so far, and I just thought it was it was great. I do have some issues with it, but overall, this was a strong, fun, fast paced episode. And it was a great way to just end the series too. I, I just, if we never see these characters again, I think there was full arcs here. I really enjoyed what the story was about. Um, to me, the whole theme of this uh, series has been redemption. This one was showing us more of empathy in this episode and what empathy uh, could lead us to in the future. Uh, I felt like Sam's, Big speech at the end really had a great impact on me. I, I felt that he could, he encapsulated a little bit of knowledge that we could all use to be better people. Why don't you put yourself in that person's shoes, see it from their perspective, and then make decisions based on that? Uh, the fact that he used that line when he's talking to the senator towards the end, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but that line of having enough power to be an insane God or a misguided teenager, you just have to choose what you do with it. That's the crux of this whole series. And the, the whole episode to me uh, was just that one line because it really made things, uh, it put things in perspective to me. Yeah. You know, um, I went into the series wanting two things. I wanted to see the relationship between Bucky and Sam grow. And I wanted to, walk away from this feeling that Sam is Captain America. And I feel like I got them both. I believe Sam is Captain America. He is the right choice to take it from Steve. And, you know, what a good finale this was because up until then, I kind of on the fence a little bit, you know, like did Sam believe in himself? Did, you know, was he going to truly step up? Did he even want it? So I was really relieved to get that feeling of this is what I'm here for, and I got it. So a lot came came out of this season finale. Now, I do have some problems with the series as a whole. I think six episodes was too short because I felt like the last episode was so rushed. They had to close up so many storylines to kind of fit so much in, and I just... Yeah, I felt that it needed some breathing room. Yeah, I felt like you, it maybe two or three more episodes right. of really that strong character development... Right. Close uh, up some storylines there and then come out with it with Sam and the shield and the costume and his big speech. And yeah, I'm I'm a believer. Sam is Captain America. And I love that. And I feel confident saying that. And, you know, like I, I feel like the MCU is in good hands with him <laughs> as if I had anything to do with it. But <laughs> and how badass was that suit that he got? Oh, it was from great. the Wakandans. Uh, again, that to me, it fit, fits perfectly with this this theme of one world, one people. You have the Wakandans that have created the Captain America costume. Or, or uh, yeah, a costume is what it is. Uh, a uniform? Well, uniform. <laughs> I, whatever. It was, uh, but it, that just was, it, that fit so well into the theme of, of this whole entire series. My favorite part of this whole show was the Isaiah Bradley storyline. And I just was so impressed on how they honored him. And the, the interaction between him and Sam, you know, just talking to him in his garden and then um, Sam bringing him to the Smithsonian Museum just to kind of see the tribute, you know, for his that service. Was, I mean, it was, was really touching. touching. And I, I didn't see it coming. Um, I just wasn't on my radar. And I just, I really, what a great touch. And I felt like it should have been on my radar a little bit more, but, you know, like the show has a, has a habit of trying to distract you 
um, sleight of hand type stuff, you know, like, hey, we got all this going on and all this and and the world smashers and the flag smashers and, you know, and who's uh, the power broker. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, let's close up Isaiah Bradley's storyline. And just I love to see the fact that they honored him so much and what it meant to him. And to me, that was a big part of the show that I didn't realize I wanted to see until until I did. Again, with the, with the theme, this kind of paralleled what Bucky was going through. Bucky also, at the end of the episode, in order for you to move forward in life, I think you sometimes have to confront those demons. However dark they are, you need to just step up and face that, acknowledge it, uh, show attention to it, and that's the only way you can truly move forward. I found that that, that, that parallel with Bucky when he is talking to the old man at the end and, and tells the, the patron, I'm the one that killed your son. What I mean, that that that, that has to just... Oh my God. See, this is where I feel like we could have benefited from more episodes because like they close the door. You never see the conversation. You know, was there really closure there? You know, what's the relationship like now? You know, that, that was something that I was really curious about. And then we see him kind of, you know, do the whole creeper thing outside the window where we see the old man and he's talking to his other friend from the bar and, you know, Bucky's not a part of that. You know, he's, uh, he's moving on. And I just wanted to see more of what was the old man's reaction? You know, did, did Bucky explain it well enough? You know, did the old man throw him out? Did the old man threaten to kill him? Well, you know, like what happened here? The murder of your son just confessed to you inside your house. What do you do? And there was just some storylines that I felt like were just a little rushed. You know, that one, I think I it would have been, there could have been a, a comedic exchange between Bucky and the therapist rather than him just kind of gift wrapping Steve's book. I feel like there could have been you know, in such a, like a quick moment of wrapping up some, ster- some serious storylines that there could have been a, a little, maybe a comedic bit, especially because we started off with one within with her telling uh, Sam and Bucky to lock legs and stare in each other's eyes, you know, you know, so I, I felt like there needed to be a little comedic bit there. Well, I, I get what you're saying. And, and back to that confronting the demons, I also found that parallel with Isaiah Bradley. I mean, in order for us to move forward as a country, you really have to acknowledge the things that you have done in the past that you've done that are not the Captain America quotes, I should say, things to do. You, you, but you have to acknowledge it in order for you to move forward. And I, I felt that that scene at the end was just a, a touching way for us to acknowledge the, the things that have happened in the past and Sam taking the mantle and not being afraid to, to confront everybody else. I mean, he's, he, uh, he went to the upper echelon and that's who his fight is now with. It is the upper echelon. It is the 1%. It is the political powers. And that's where you tend to get into some real, real big trouble. I can't wait to see more of Sam and how he takes on this great message and how he uses it going forward to uh, make this world a little bit of a better place. Uh, I just, I, I thought it was a great ep- way to end the episode. I mean, there's, there's not to say that uh, there were some things in here uh, that just were underwhelming. I'll call it right now, Sharon Carter being the power broker, even though they don't really say she is the power broker. It's, it was a duh moment. Uh, It was dumb. I I just, it was like, okay, all right, sweet. But what she did at the end in the post credit scene, that was some serious Lex Luthor shit. I mean, she is now, if she isn't, she's now a supervillain. And I find her, if they stick with this storyline, to be as compelling as a Lex Luthor for the MCU. We need something that is that uh, conniving, that uh, calculated. It almost seems like this whole series was set up by Sharon Carter. Did you not get that feeling? No, I did. Yeah, she definitely orchestrated the Flag Smashers and, and stuff. But, you know, like, I just keep asking myself, Why? Like, why is she doing this? You know, like, what's the motive behind this? And, you know, I know that that, that question will, will either linger on in, in a future movie or maybe another series, you know, season two or something. But, you know, I just kept scratching my head around the whole movement behind it. You know, like, like what's the point of the power broker? Like, what are they truly after? You know, you have Sharon, her family has built 
shield and basically the MCU and everything and seems so quick to turn her back on all of that and become like the 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 villain within and i just like like what what has happened to her to to do this you know is it just i i think that when you spend that t- enough time in that type of environment it just you become infected by it you you just don't know any better once you go down a rabbit hole like that it is really hard to get yourself out of it so i think she's fully embracing this and moving forward but who was she talking to on the phone at the end? I didn't, I didn't catch that. I, I yeah. don't know who she, she's... she was. Definitely talking to somebody. There, that brings up another point of things that we didn't see, and that was one of them on my list. Is who is she talking to on the other end? Who's she working with? Is that person the really the power broker, or is that just a buyer for the information that she's now saying that she can uh, obtain and uh, and sell off? But you know, like we never saw General Ross, you know, for the Thunderbolts. And I know that they're kind of opening up a door for for that type of show, and we never. But don't so- forget, we also got the Armored Wars coming up, and I think that that is where Sharon Carter is now going to uh, really come into her own as a villain or a super villain uh, in that series. That's uh, isn't that a Disney a Disney Plus series that's going yes. to be coming out? Uh, Armored Wars. I mean, maybe she's working with a. Uh- was it Hammond? <laughs> Maybe she's working with Hammond from uh, Hammond. Iron, Iron Man 2. Oh, okay. Sam yeah. Rockwell's character. <laughs> yes. Hammer, right? Hammer, yeah. Anyway, you know, some other things that we didn't see that I was hoping for was um, I, I kind of wanted to see Sam's uh, new sidekick that uh, I, I didn't catch his name, but the military guy that that he left the wings to, the new Falcon. Oh, Wa- Joaquin. Joaquin, okay. Yeah, And then... Part of me was hoping for this. This is just, you know, a, a pipe dream, I guess. I wanted to see um, the old Steve Rogers just, I don't know, either shake Isaiah Bradley's hand or Sam's hand or or something. To me, he's not dead because we would have... No, he's dead. So I, no, I've, got dead. A, I've got a theory he's about it. Dead. I've got a theory about this. I got a theory about this. <laughs> All right. We heard it twice in this, the very first episode and then in this episode. I thought Steve Rogers was on the moon. What? Could he very well be on the mood? That would explain where, where, where he's that? gone to. Say, huh? Where did we hear that? Uh, somebody mentioned it to him. One, one of the, of the senators mentioned did. it, and it's kind of going back to all the, uh, I guess, the rumors Joaquin of what happened. Joaquin made, made yeah. it in the first one. He said that Steve was on the moon? Yeah, there's all these like, yes, rumors it, and myth, uh, myth, oh, mythological. Oh, this is like conspiracy myth. theories type? Yes, th- yes, yeah, that's I it. totally yeah, missed remember, that. Wa- yeah, Joaquin in the very first episode was like, I heard rumors that he's like on the moon or something. And then what did the senator say? Uh, it was just acknowledged in this episode. I don't think it was, uh, I don't think somebody said anything. I, I think it was oh, more okay. of, hey, uh, I just heard that, you mean Steve Rogers isn't on the moon? I think somebody had mentioned that they saw Captain America, who was now Sam, and he was like, I thought he was on the moon. It was It was a real cutaway but it's it it makes me think that maybe he is on the right. moon. And, and that Easter would explain egg, yep. where he's gone, right? He's gone. Uh, and they kept talking about him in the past tense in, in previous episodes. So maybe he is on the moon. Maybe he is, because I always thought it was weird. Like, why doesn't Bucky just kind of like just go have lunch with the guy or something? Like he could, you know, let him l- love retirement life. But, you know, like Bucky's all like, yeah, I'm so alone, blah, blah, blah. I've got nobody. I'm like, go hang out with your best friend. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> but what the hell would he be doing on the moon is my question. <laughs> I mean, point. if you're going to be there, I, well, what, what the hell would you be doing as an old man on the moon? With uh, maybe Nick Fury. They've got a space base up there. True. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, with the with the scroll? Yeah. But I mean, it could... I don't know. I, I don't know either. old Steve Rogers, we'll see. though. I, we'll just, see what I don't happens. know. I mean, Maybe he brings wisdom to the team. Oh, gosh. No, that's just where he's heading his retirement, because they've got those little holodecks, right? Where you know, it looked like Nick Fury was at a beach resort somewhere, <laughs> sipping that's on martini. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I really wanted to point out was how uh, this Captain America was introduced to the world in this episode. I loved that shot of him holding Carly... And it looked very angelic. I think yeah. I've seen that in paintings. I think <laughs> I've seen angel. that in Renaissance. Yes, yeah. uh, it was very angelic. Oh, and the light in the background. Yeah, the way to, the way to, that he is introduced to the world. What a better way uh, to show compassion, empathy through this one shot of him being introduced to the world with all of these cameras as an angel. I, I loved that whole. That whole uh, that, that that whole shot, I, I I it just it really drove home the point of 
you know, we should be about compassion and empathy, not about uh, killing and violence. Anyway, a little thing I, I liked. Brian, that was probably way too deep for you, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, so, and um, what was with Zemo's butler? Oh, at I love the it. end, dude, he went total gangster. No. He blew up that thing, and right. he to- Zemo he does not all- want super soldiers out there. I know. Well, and, there are no more super soldiers it just to be shows worried you about. Zemo still has power, even though he's on the raft, and you know he's got connections. And you know Zemo is just—he's a Baron, right? I just love it. I just want to call him Baron. You know, I—I I have a feeling we have not seen the last of him. I mean, this guy is. You asked that question last week. Were we going to see him? And uh, we got our answer this right, week. Right, right. I mean, he's going to rule the school. And uh, yeah, like if he joins the Thunderbolts, and which is almost like Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. But this guy's got connections, and he is just a force to be reckoned with. Before we wrap this whole segment up, I, Wayne, you had a quick question that you wanted to throw or, or post to us? Yeah, 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 I do. Um, I noticed, obviously, in this last episode, Captain A-Hole... Is he still an a-hole? Was he redeemed or is he on the path to redemption? What do you guys think about that? Oh my God. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, Cause last week we said he's pretty much irredeemable, right? But this week, uh, I think they're going more the anti-hero way with him. There are still things that are important to him. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. And maybe Brian could, uh, are you familiar with us agent at all? I mean, do you know any kind of insight? I, I hear that he's an anti-hero, but, um, yeah, uh, very little. So I, I posed this question last week, you know, like there's so many anti-heroes with Marvel that, that kill. And I brought up Deadpool and Punisher and now us agent. The bottom line is he doesn't do things always the right way, but, he believes that he he does. His heart's in the right place. He wants to do good. You know, he's not in it for himself. He is bound by honor. And if he believes that, that is his driving force. But and that could also be his detriment also, because he will stop at nothing to complete the mission or... Prove he's know, right. Right, prove he's right. You know, and he knows that the world watches him and that he's got all this pressure. So you know, like that pressure gets to him and it's just like, I have to live up to a, a mantle that's bigger than me and he's going to make mistakes and he does make mistakes. And I think that's what we have to know about that character. And I think that he's gotten more of a, his own moral compass as opposed to what is good and what is bad. Uh, and I think that that's where you start getting in trouble uh, as a character is when you think that your thoughts your ideas, the way things should be, uh, it's very self-centered with him. So yeah. I, I don't think he's—I don't think he is fully redeemed. He can redeem himself in in moments, but I think overall, I don't think he is. Uh, ir- I don't think he's redeemable at this point. Ultimately, he wants to do good, but he has to ask himself the question: Is it okay to do bad things to do good? And I think that's where, what what we'll see in the future. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think he's even, he's even asking that question. He's just right. doing not it, at this point. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, it's just basic. He's just so emotional, right? And uh, yeah, just flies off the seat of his belt. Whatever feels right in the moment, he's going to do, and oh. that's when you get into trouble. But anyway, yeah. you know, overall, in closing, did you like Winter Soldier? And well, actually, it's now it's now uh, the it's now Captain America and Winter Soldier. What were your th- overall thoughts? You like it? Yeah, you know what. Um... I was worried about this one. One, just that I didn't know how they were going to tell a story arc in six episodes. And throughout the show, I was kind of concerned because it wasn't really answering things that I really wanted to know. And I've said this on the show before, why should Sam be Captain America? And I wanted to see the relationship between Bucky and Sam grow. And I got that. You know, I, I got that through the, by the time the last episode aired, I, I got that. So I liked it. It got, I got exactly what I wanted from it. I am glad it's over now because I felt like it was kind of a weird way to get to it. But now that, now that we're there, I'm ready to move forward with Sam as our Captain America. And I want to see more of that. You know, 
Tony, when you mentioned the title or the new title, right? Captain America and the Winter, Winter Soldier. It kind of got me thinking real quick. So Sam transitioned from Falcon to Cap, right? Then you had Captain, the new Captain, transitioned to U.S. Agent. But what about Bucky? You know, he's no, he should no longer be called Winter Soldier, don't you think? Yeah, yeah that's right. a great point. Because he's no longer the Winter Sol- Soldier. The White Wolf. <laughs> yes, Captain you know America right. and the White Wolf. I like Ooh. that. <laughs> right. I really do. That's what they should have ended it with. But Maybe he needs some kind of cool costume or something. Right. Maybe the Wakandans can kind of conjure up this awesome White Wolf. They can just call him uh, Captain America and Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line brian great line you come up with them every now and I then but try. uh so uh, yeah in 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 wrapping things up uh it, it was it was okay to me it was it was a good thing i thought it could benefit from two or three more episodes but that's just me uh so what were your thoughts you can always let us know email us at the info at knowledge or let us know on facebook or instagram so with that said i think we, we have some poll results that we want to talk about don't we we do. I know. All right. Tony, so, wh- what was the question again, man? I uh, I had posed this question, and I was very staunchly uh, one way. And that question was last uh, last time you heard us. When it comes to giving gifts, are gift cards uh, acceptable? Well, we posed that question to you, our fans, on our Instagram at the Knowledge of Nothing. Put up a poll in our story and i have to uh i really have to admit that uh i got my ass whooped really uh, I, yes <laughs> this brian is the first you I'm won of this. oh my god yeah it is brian you it was 94% <laughs> <laughs> wow to what a victory 6 that is a huge <laughs> ass victory uh you know i was in the minority and uh it surprised me i can't believe that it was that uh, I don't that's a landslide I think wow. that is the worst uh anybody has ever done so uh yeah so Brian it was 94 it was a land it was it was a slaughter it was uh it was Woo-hoo. a TKO you put me out in the first round six seconds in and I am done I was surprised that it was that much but oh Brian kudos to you here you go <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Congrats, so congrats. Congrats. Thank congrats you. on that. Uh, you creamed me and it was just <laughs> you whooped my ass. It uh, so kudos to you. You All were right. uh, everybody's you, you were getting right. gift cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gift cards for everyone That's going right. forward. Just gonna make it Woo! rain gift cards. <laughs> Forget the money. Here you That's go. Right. Yeah. Make it rain with gift cards. But uh, yeah, I was I was uh, utterly shocked that it was that decisive. But uh, kudos to you again, my friend. That is awesome. What were your thoughts on that? I, I you know, the reason I, uh, I hope. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you asking the audience? They already gave him. Gave I, him know, I know. I know. Yeah. Never mind. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I'm kind of rusty right. right now. So uh, just forgive me on this. But uh, I think we've got that said and done. I, I wanted to dwell on it a little bit more. But you know what? I, the, the, the numbers speak for themselves. You all made your point crystal, crystal clear. And with that said, we're now going to go into some Pop Minis. And now it's time for Pop Minis. You know, Tony, nothing against your voice, but I can't wait till season two starts so we can hear the original music. So we can bring yeah. that back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I still feel dirty every time I hear it. Ah. Okay, you know, and uh, it's starting to kind of feel that way for me, too. Uh, (laughs) We need to change it, and we need to change it fast. Um, I'm going to start off with a food question, of course. Baked potatoes. You get most people like them. You guys like them? Yes. Hell yeah. Okay, but what do you consider the best topping for a baked potato? Just one? One. Oh, no. Butter. <laughs> I am such a simple guy with baked potatoes. Just if butter? I had to pick one, yeah. I mean, can you imagine eating a baked potato without butter? It's dry oh. in the middle, kind of flavorless. I mean, I could go salt because I was thinking, because I usually salt the skin before you know you bake it, salt and pepper the skin, you know, with a little bit of olive oil. But um, 
if I just had to pick one, you know, like you got to melt that butter inside, right? You got to open yeah. it up while it's hot. You got to, you know, cut it open with your knife and you got to get that butter in there right away. And then you got to close it up, right? Because you want it to just kind of melt. saturate through the potato. I, I'm going to have to say sour cream because it gives me a, a tang. It gives the potato a unique flavor. Butter, yes, butter is a close second. But sour cream for me is is what does the job. I, I if I have a bag, baked potato, it's synonymous with sour cream. So sour cream is the thing I have to pick. It gives it a tang, gives it a, a, a different. You know, you're eating a baked potato if there is sour cream on it. So if you I, just have a potato, I also with like sour cream. butter. It's just a butter, but with yeah. a baked potato specifically, you would it need make any difference if it was like a, one of those compound butters? Oh yeah, I mean, but yeah. then, then, then this, that's kind of cheating, though, right? Yeah, because like if you're making a combat, yeah, it's like a t- it's a twofer, right? It's a or a threefer. However, however much you put into that butter, it's kind of cheating. You could put bacon in there. You could put some cheese in so there. I what mean, is then your that would ultimate be awesome. baked potato? I'll ask For me, you guys this, yeah, like like okay, you know, unlimited toppings. You know, like tell me your ideal baked potato. Wow, um, mine is. Uh, Butter, then I have sour cream, then I will put bacon on top, then I will put cheddar cheese on top of that, and then I put green onion on top of that, and of course, I forgot to add salt and pepper, right. and that is, to me is the ultimate in a baked potato. What about you, Wayne? I would like to say I'm basic, but then again, I, we do, well, for example, with Dana, we tend to do a lot of more healthier substitutes, so might be sacrilegious to some. Um, but we do use butter, of course. Um, instead of sour cream, we'll use um, you know Greek yogurt as a substitute. Nice. Uh, green onions has to be on there. Uh, salt, pepper, kind of kind of goes with it. Um, but then usually I want to spice it up a bit. So sometimes some kind of hot sauce or maybe fresh salsa will be a thing for me. But that's pretty much I kind of stick with that. So I don't know the recipe uh, very well, so please don't ask. My wife has made it. It is awesome. But how I, if I was to make it myself, you know. Olive oil on the outside on the skin before you before you cook it up, and then uh, ketchup, salt and pepper. <laughs> no, no ketchup. I mean, I can put ketchup on it. I've had that before when 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 times are tough. But <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, you know, I can do ketchup, but ideally no. Then I get the butter and the sour cream in there, and then um, some some uh, green onion. I like that. And I usually don't do a cheese, but my wife made um, a twice-baked potato with blue cheese crumbles, and that was amazing. Wow, that sounds delightful. Yeah. you pay, I pegged you for like a, a chili guy. You know, I, I pegged you for like a chili on my, on my baked potato kind of guy. So you know the first time I had that is actually working um, at Disney because that was Walt's favorite meal. Yeah, it was his, chili. Yeah, so um, every year on his birthday, December 5th, a little bit of Disney trivia. They used to. I don't know if they still do. They didn't do it last year, but uh, they gave everybody. We were clo- they were closed. Remember right. <laughs> they uh, they they gave the cast members uh, a baked potato with chili because uh, that was one of Walt's favorite meals. So, and that's the first time I've had it, and I liked it. But if I'm going to do it myself, that's not usually my go-to. Well, fair enough. Wow. wow. Actually. Brian, that's actually a good segue to my next question. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, recently, uh, if you guys have been paying attention to news or certain uh, online circles, Disney has updated their look guidelines. Oh, and uh, I don't know if Walt will be turning in his grave to, if he was still alive today, <clears throat> but there have been some liberties, specifically when it comes to tattoos. Before, they used to be not visible to the guests, but now, as long as it was, was it smaller than a certain size, it's okay. That being said, there's a couple of places that you cannot have tattoos. One, obviously, the face. You know, that's one main thing. But with regards to the other two locations, the neck versus the hands, if you had to choose where to get a tattoo, which one of those places would it be? Hands. <laughs> I cannot stand neck tattoos. <laughs> Yeah, I just, <laughs> ugh. and that's, that is my personal preference. So <laughs> that is just how I feel. I just, why hands, Brian? Because I don't want it on my neck. <laughs> if those are my only two options. 
<laughs> so if those are my only two options, then it's going to, you know, tat that hand up, yo. <laughs> yo. I would prefer it on my neck. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I would. Oh. I would. I would prefer it on my neck. <laughs> I have 10 tattoos right now. And um, uh, the hands... I don't know. I like to leave my, I, we've talked about this in the past. I, my, I, I, I have this weird thing going on with hand, with hands. I, I'm very, um, God, it's almost OCD. So uh, I don't want anything on there. Um, so I would rather have it on my neck more than my hands. Don't know why, but, uh, I think it just, I think they look cool on your neck. You do? That's that. Yeah, I do. I honestly <laughs> do. Well, you, it, Brian, I've been, uh, Heavily into punk since uh, I was a kid. All right. And neck tattoos were one of those things that I was just like, fuck, you know, I want a neck tattoo. I just want to be a badass. What do you want on your neck? So, a, a spider web. A I want like a web spider web. Neck. Yes. It would have to mean something to me, but uh, you know, I just haven't had anything come along where I would think, oh, I need to get that as a neck tattoo. But so, and yes, trust me, I'm no prude. I mean, I like tattoos. I think body art is beautiful. And, you know, I, I like to ask people about their tattoos and I am currently looking to get a tattoo someday when I find something eventually I like, I'm just really, really picky. I feel the same way about face tattoos uh, head tattoos, neck tattoos. I just, anything from the shoulders up, I just, I think I would avoid, you know, in that, again, that's my personal preference. I just, you know, but I've seen, you know, people with sleeves and their backs all done and, you know, their chest and their calves and their feet and the, you know, and there's some really beautiful, there's some beautiful work out there. It's just the neck and the, and the, and the face and the head. I just, I, I just, I, I would not see myself should be doing off that limits. for yeah. me. It is. I yeah, mean, I, I, I mean, but, maybe neck I is neck, those... but I have to do, I have to clarify this. I will not, uh, I will not get a face tattoo. I will not get something on my head. Um, but the neck would be as far as I go. Okay. All right. So, so uh, kind of a related question to tattoos. Now that's location. Now let's switch gears to pain. And apparently there's two locations that, that at least I came across that were very painful if you had to choose a location ribs versus shins uh ribs no you do no, a pain doesn't no. bother me why do i want something no do ribs fucking hurt ribs yeah. fucking hurt they hurt uh i would oh my you know what the shin i'm just imagining that pain what would i get on my shin? that's just right on <laughs> yeah, bone just to think, I, what would i put on my shin <laughs> well there was a guy that oh we saw you know dan and i saw and he was getting uh, like a wrap around his calf okay. his upper calf right. and but it, the back side of his leg the side of his calves i mean you could tell he was being you know in pain but when he got to his front oh man he was like about to rip the table in half really i mean he was trying his best not to move but i was like you could tell he was like just drenched in sweat. And I'm like, and th- this guy's had multiple tattoos. I mean, you could tell yeah. this is not his first like, go around. Yeah, so I was he, like, he's wow. experienced. Yeah. You know what? The more I dwell on it, the the more I, I, I would have to go with, um, yeah, shins. Uh, shins would probably be, now that I think more about it, because that is straight up needle on bone. There's no padding there. There's no muscle there. It is just straight bone and needle and that to me would just be so painful the ribs are painful but just thinking about that that it makes a lot more sense that uh, i would not want it on my shins uh, give it give no no shin would be that i've would seen be too, some body uh, art tough. that you know like it goes from like the the back and then it wraps around you know on the torso around to the front you know so obviously there's a lot of work done on the ribs and to me it looks you know, the one that I, I'm thinking of right now just looked beautiful. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And I, I kind of like the whole, you know, some, some body art on the, on the torso area uh, more so than I think like the shin. I don't, I don't so know. So just aesthetically, aesthetically, you like it more yeah, on, I think on, it on would, the root. Right. Um, and, and as far as the pain factor goes, uh, I, I am not speaking from experience. I've never been tatted. I have a clean canvas. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> clean canvas. A clean canvas. But um, if I had to choose, um, it would be on the ribs. Okay. Clean canvas. Clean canvas, oh, Brian. Funny. There we oh. go. Um, so I got a question kind of related back to the Winter Soldier and Captain America show. 
Which camp would you rather be in? Would you rather be the ones that were remaining after the snap? Or would Ooh. you like to be part of the group that came back from the blip? Good question. Now, because think about what each group would have to go through. Right. Uh, whether at the initial of the snap and then coming back. And what's that all transpire? So to think about that, which one would you prefer to be in? I, I think I would want to be the group that was in the blip and came back. Reason being, I, I just can't imagine the heartache of uh, being here for five years without that special person in my life. Uh, that would be devastating to me. And then when they came back, I would be, hopefully I would be grateful, but I could also see myself being more like maybe angry about it, maybe um, um, more emotional about it. And it would take me a lot to work through that. Being in the blip, you didn't know, you don't know any better. You were gone for five years and now you're back. Everything's kind of changed and you're like, wow. And to me, it would be easier to move forward if you were just part of the blip. And if you were here and you were saved during uh, that and you were had to go through five years, God, that would just be ultimate torture to me. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. But yeah, I, I would want to be part of the blip and coming back. I'm actually glad that you chose that because I'm the opposite. And uh, Oh, are yeah, you really? I, I, yeah, I'd wow. rather not be part of the blip. I want to be part of the solution on people coming back. How can I help? Not that I'm a, a superhero, even though I think of myself as one, but <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what can I do to, to, our podcast. To, to help? And, you know, let's get, let's move on from here. Like, I want to be part of those decisions. I want to put forth the work. I don't want to sit idly for somebody to save me. I want to be part of that. And if there was a plan to, to bring, to re-blip everybody back into reality, like, I want to be part of that. And what can I do? And that. That's, so it would give you a purpose in your it life. It would be. I think it would be a driving force to uh, to correct to, wrong. Yeah, to uh, to get things back on track, and that would be a huge motivator. I've never wanted to be saved or or, or wait idly, you know, for for something to to happen. You know, I've always wanted to kind of take destiny into my own hands and be part of the the solution. And you know, what do I need to do? Work with the team to 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 accomplish that. There's one thing that this question kind of triggered for me personally, and it's kind of related to re Disneyland reopening. Okay. Recently, obviously, Disneyland's just reopening and everything. Yeah. And you had this whole time where people are being brought back to work. And in a way, it's almost like a micro version of the blip and the snap. You know, you know what? You were you were 100% correct on that. Absolutely. Uh, there was definitely, uh, when I had spent some time there, uh, Brian, more so than me, um, it was not the same. It, it really was the blip, in my opinion. Seeing this place that is so alive on such a daily basis and seeing it with nothing, seeing it with no birds, no ducks. I mean, the things that you would just, no cat, I mean, you would see no cats. You would just see nothing, but uh, it was it was the saddest, one of the saddest things in, in my life is to just, walk around and not see the place alive. It, it really was something that uh, affected me on a daily basis. And I know it affected a lot of people uh, that are close to us that had to work during that time. It was a real, it just really sucked out the soul of, of that place. And um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it was a, yeah, in a weird way, it was a small blip and uh, I didn't like it. You know, for me, I wanted to make sure there's awareness for the people that come blip back, you know, they are very much cognizantly aware of what the other people have gone through. And we can never be in your shoes, but knowing that you guys went through a traumatic time, right? Just like the people that, from, that have survived the snap, right? And I always thought like, I don't know which one would be worse, but it seems like- no, the, that's, a, that's a great parallel though, Wayne. I mean, that's a brilliant way of, of, of painting that picture because it, it's something that we have- I think all of us have lived through. Right. Wayne, you were not part of the, you were, you were the blip, mm -hmm. right? And we were not, we were the ones that were left behind in that more so, uh, you know, I, I, I left of course to move. Um, but Brian, I, I can only imagine what you had to go through. 
uh, during all of this time? You know, there was a lot of, you know, uncertainty on, you know, what do we have to achieve to, to reopen or when will that happen? Or so there's just a lot of, you know, it's a lot of a waiting game. And what do you do during that time to continue to move forward? And, you know, and, and some days were, were better than others, but, you know, I'm grateful for it. And I'd rather be there than, than not, you know, just, and just you were part per- of the solution, just me personally to help, you know, get the team there. Wow. That's a great, that's a man. Great question. Wayne. Sorry. Like this actually came up recently. So uh, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, another serious question when it comes to worst series finales, I'm going to give you three shows. Okay. Oh God. Lost. I was hoping that would be one of them. <laughs> oh, Game of Thrones, Dexter. <laughs> Hands down, Dexter. To me, I I love Lost. I know Lost was is not somebody is not a fan of that. Uh, Brian's already thrown his thumb down. <sighs> Whatever. I don't even. Did, Brian, did you watch the entire series? I did not watch one minute. Okay, of that then, show. Okay, so then how do you even know? I heard about it, but I, that's not but actually my. my I pick. heard about it's it. It's not actually my pick, but I'll, I'll I'll tell you my pick when you're done. So go ahead. Okay, so uh, <laughs> then don't shit on it. If, if you haven't seen it, then don't shit on it. You're then, just then, ready then, to jump on me. <laughs> yes, I am ready to jump don't on you. If you had something to for say that, for that show being shitty, out on me. No, it was not <laughs> shitty. I it knew. The thing is, we all knew where what the ending was, and yet the the producers and the writers all played coy that I it wasn't going to, to be purgatory. Don't be mad at me for it. Yeah, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at you for you shitting on it because it was a beautiful series. Was I loved it. it. Right. The last season was a fucking mess. I agree, but the ending was still powerful. To me, Dexter was fucking just flat out dumb. It was. It made zero sense. It was. Uh, it just. You know. It was so messy. You had this beautiful series with these awesome characters. They took you on this journey, and then that last season, it was just a whole fucking mess. And then him becoming this woodsman at the end of it, it was like, what the fuck are you talking? What? what? So I actually, what is this shit? I actually He's a lumberjack to now. Ask you about that because for the first time. I saw a Dexter trailer for the new season. I have not seen it. I and know it, I've not seen it. It is just because I was going to ask you, but you actually just brought this up. Uh, it is just like it looks like a Hallmark card, just a, a snowy field in the woods. And then the camera pans back through like a it looks like a log log cabin. And then it is uh, Dexter and he's just smiling through it. And I, I wanted to ask you. At what point did Dexter run away to the woods? You know, yeah, yeah that's, that's all it. it, is. That, bro, it just said Dexter. That's it. You know, and, and that I'm is like, the oh. end. That was the end of the series. He ends up as a, f- uh, uh, and he's got this weird looking fake fucking beard at the end of it. It, oh, it was see, just he was a clean mess. shaven here and just had this weird dopey smile. Well, that's because he's back. He's, he's back. back. Yeah. Dexter's back. <laughs> but yes, it was just an atrocious way to end such an awesome series. It, it was, uh, yeah, that is my pick is, is just the worst series ending that I think I have witnessed to this date. Okay. Ryan? Um, <laughs> I have not seen a minute of Lost, so I can't comment on Lost. But I have heard about it. And, oh, but you will shit on it, and that you will give it thumbs down. So it sounds like something that would just drive me up the wall. Dexter, I did watch a few seasons, like one or two seasons, and I never disliked the show. I just never found the time for it. You know, so I, I remember in one of our earlier shows of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. We do talk about Dexter and the the renewal. Yeah, I think it was like the first episode. Yeah, it's or one something. of them. But uh, we talk about it, and I liked it. I just didn't didn't find the time for it. Um, I may return to it, knowing that a new season's coming up. Skip the uh, last season. But I I did recently see a trailer for uh, for the new season of Dexter. It was very it was, it was a teaser. There was no talking through it, but uh, it did make me think of you guys. You know, knowing of our previous conversations on the show. So that may be a show that I I go back to. I just may start it all the way over because it's been several years. So, so it's Game of Thrones. Go your pick. Yeah, Game of right. Thrones, which was disappointing. The last season was disappointing. Here is a show that the last two seasons. Yeah, let's be correct about this. The last two seasons. Um, it, it was going downhill, and uh, this was a show that I watched weekly for several years, and I've seen every episode and. I just 
the last episode came and I'm just like, I, I felt like it was a waste of fucking time. I was like, oh my God. And it, it turned me off so much that I don't even want to see the spinoff series of, uh, of the, you, you know what? You're right. I don't even, I, I, I don't even know? care. I don't even care yes. anymore. That whole fucking thing with Daenerys, I right. mean, it, it, like, it felt like it came out of fucking left field. It made zero sense. It was, it was a fucking atrocious There's um, two way of doing things. At, by the end that I, that I cared about, and if they ever did a, a, a series on them, maybe I'd watch, and that's Arya, who was my favorite character, and Tyrion. You know, if they ever did a, a series on them, I would watch that, because to me, those characters are fascinating. I love the way they're written. And they made the show for me. Arya is a badass, and Tyrion is just one of the wisest people on that show. And I, I just loved it. But other than that, it was a huge disappointment. You know what frustrated me with Tyrion, because he's my favorite character, was that he was no longer smart by the end, last, end of yes. the series. Yes. They dumped him really down. bad choices. Right. It was trivial. He was almost, his, his part was very God, trivial. Just lazy writing. I was just, oh, okay, I'm going to get mad about it. But you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, though. It was, it was atrocious. And it was. It was atrocious. Thank God Arya was there, you know, killing the White Walkers and, you know, slaying. Uh, um, I, it's been so long now. I can't even remember the, the, the room with the Red Wedding, you know, where her whole family got massacred. Uh, you know, she makes that line where nobody is safe if there's uh, still a wolf left alive, you know, basically. And I just loved it. What a great line. What a great, great scene. And just her development. She was this innocent child when this whole series started learning how to fence, you know, with this cute little sword and turned into one of the most vicious warriors and assassins in the whole show. So, yeah, if you're ever going to watch uh, Game of Thrones, I think just end, end it at the end of season six. Dexter? That or? is the most. No, 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 oh, no. Game, no. Of uh, Game of Thrones. All right. <laughs> season six, Battle of the Bastards. Yes. That is the most. That that hour of fucking television. Yeah, that was probably the is, peak. Oh, my God. It was. It was the most incredible. Uh, it's my favorite hour of television ever produced. It is so amazing. And to have that thing just, uh, yeah, do yourself a favor. If, if you've never watched Game of Thrones, just watch it up until season six. Uh, you're going to be blown away. Seven and eight, eh. So you know, you can almost do the same thing with Dexter. You skipped like the last two seasons as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. You so can how many exactly seasons were there in Dexter? Thing, uh, to me, with... Okay, so I think no, if I'm going to start it, nine. I got to see how it gets into the woods, right? Because it looks like that's exactly where they're going to pick up. No, honestly, there's no segue to it. There's no segue. Brian, he doesn't. He just it just cuts away to him in a fucking log cabin. What? And and you're going. What the fuck are you? What? And that's it. It What? And it ends. The Dexter writers uh, went to Game of Thrones to write. (laughs) No, I I think it was before that. But it's just it was such. Yeah, we probably should put a spoiler warning up on this. But uh, you know, it's time now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's been years. So, uh, but yes, Dexter to me far and away. Yes, Game of Thrones was shitty, uh, but there were cool, yeah, dragons, cool dragons. And but it, the, the way Dexter ended was just uh, so asinine. All right, I got another food-related question for you guys. Of these two, which would you choose, dumplings or egg rolls? Egg rolls. <laughs> Yeah, egg rolls, egg rolls absolutely. Oh. Uh, I like yes, I love egg rolls. And, and I like when the freshness of it. Yeah. Know, dumplings, if they're soggy, yeah. they're ugh. They're awful. But um And they, they all kind of like it's all kind of mushy, yes, right? I mean there's yeah, not really texture some texture and there. If Wait, like, what about the pan fried dumplings? Still oh, it depends what the filling but still, is. It, you know. I, I've had some like uh like pork belly tump dumplings that were really good. Um but more times out of you know than not, um, I'm probably more happier that with egg rolls. I mean, you've got that 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 crisp crunch um, of the of the egg roll, whatever you know, um, spicy sauce that I have found to put on there. And uh, you know, I usually get mine uh, with like the fresh veggies, almost like a spring roll filling, and it's just it's just fresh, and um, I prefer that. And dip it in ketchup. <laughs> dip it in ketchup. So would would it be a better analog with egg rolls and maybe like a what a taquito or something like that? Oh, a taquito! I would still choose. Oh, egg rolls. I love taquitos. <laughs> no, I would love taquitos. I, I take taquitos over egg rolls. Hard, any day. 
Oh, it's just dude, a hard with, taco shell. with guacamole? What are you fucking well, talking about? Yes, it's delightful. Right? If there's no guacamole, and then yeah, if you you've got, got like pork, chip if you got carnitas up. in there, yes, and it's <laughs> right? it's delightful. It's, it's delightful. delicious. It's okay. It's okay. It is. It's, it's no not bad, egg rolls are fucking bland. No, they're not. You know, egg rolls are great. Yes, they are. No, <laughs> not com- not compared to fucking not compared to taquitos, dude. I will fight you on this one. Oh, I will well. cut a bitch on this. Yeah, I will. I will go there because. Taquitos are the shit. Taquitos. They're little wrapped up taquitos. Dude, they're wrapped up tacos. They're wrapped they're up not- tacos that are fried. How fucking no, How much more delicious can you get in that? And remind you, uh, I just want to remind everybody, this is coming from the guy that loves ketchup. So anyhow, I said that three times yeah. this this podcast, yeah. but uh, and yeah. I do. You know what? Maybe yeah, a taquito would be better buds. with ketchup. You know who knows? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you are so wrong. Egg rolls. Egg rolls. Taquitos. Kick spring rolls asses night and day night and day night and day. There's no question. Even if you put potatoes in a in a taquito, it's outstanding. No, it's not. It's fucking delicious, is what it is. Give it a try, Brian. Give it a try. Get it. Get out of your comfort zone. Anyway, I know. I don't. I don't even know where I'm going with that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm waiting for you to kind of get to a to some kind of point. I'm like, you're just saying it's good. Right. But no, listen, it's the texture. Okay. It's like if you have a good guacamole and you have that texture. Right. With the crunch from the tortilla. From the tortilla. From the tortilla. And it's got that taste of, of, you know, that oil that it's been in. And then you chomp in. Sometimes the meat is a little dry, I will admit. But for the most part, it's delightful. And, and that guacamole that you have. Uh, compensates for anything else. And then if you've got, if you're lucky enough to have uh, sour cream and uh, cheese on top, oh my God, it's, 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 it's a slice of heaven. You know, it seems like it's more anyway. of a delivery device versus actually of something you enjoy. Exactly. See, with no, the, I, I, with I the love egg it. roll though, it's, it's the freshness of the egg roll. It's nah, uh, fuck freshness. It, it, dude, it's, fr- it's fried. It's the same thing. It's, fried, but it's got fresh vegetables in, in the middle of it. You got your, um, you know, your, your, your cabbage, cabbage your, your carrots, carrots, you know. Um, eh, give me, give me carnitas inside of a, a, a wrapped up taquito with some guacamole, and uh, you know, I think this is going to be a poll question. I, I have a feeling <laughs> that we're going to have to go there, and once again, I will reclaim my throne. We'll see when it comes to the polls. We'll see. Oh, all right, <laughs> all right. I'm going to end it there, guys. Tony. All right, sweet. Wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks again. This has been the Knowledge Drop. Uh, we're actually going to be doing another Knowledge Drop here. And on that one, the next episode, we're going to be talking about uh, two movies that have come out recently. Uh, that being King Kong versus Godzilla, because we have talked about that. And also Mortal Kombat. And we're going to let you know our thoughts on that. So please stay tuned. And as always, we're going to be announcing shortly when season two of the knowledge of nothing podcast is going to arrive. And uh, we've got a lot of things in store for you then. And as always, you can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram, the knowledge of nothing. And uh, you know, until next time y'all we'll see you then. And now (laughs) I fucked that up. Come on, man. Jeez, I know. Nice closeout, Tony. Yeah, I know. Leave that last part in. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, we will. (laughs)